Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 7, verses 25 through 36. Jesus is teaching in the temple in Jerusalem during the Feast of Booths, and we continue today with his teaching in the temple. Before we dive into that, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Verse 25 picks up in the middle of this scene where Jesus is teaching in the temple. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? So you remember that one of the reasons Jesus wasn't going to come down to the feast in the way that his brothers had suggested that he should was because people are seeking to kill him and it's not his time yet and he doesn't want to stir up the controversy in Jerusalem that will eventually lead to his being killed. His ministry is not complete, but he ends up coming down there and people in the crowd have heard that there are some who want to kill him but they can't understand why he's just teaching out in the open and no one's doing anything. They have this kind of conspiracy theory that they've formed. Maybe the leaders know that this actually is the Messiah and that's why they're not killing him. They're kind of confused. They're trying to sort this all out. By the way, props to Jesus for his boldness for going down there and openly teaching anyway knowing that his life's on the line. We could use Christians today who display similar boldness even though it's not our lives that are on the line but we might get mocked. We might get ostracized. We might get derided for speaking up in defense of God's word or in defense of the gospel of Jesus. That's a small price to pay compared to what Jesus was willing to face on this day and throughout his entire ministry. So in their confusion, verse 27, they say, but we know where this man comes from and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So if you remember in the Old Testament, the Messiah was prophesied to come from Bethlehem. And so yes, when the Christ appears, people will know where he came from because scripture told them Bethlehem. But there had also been this notion that had been circulated among the Jewish people that when the Messiah comes, he'll come to the temple and it'll be this sudden appearance. No one will know where he came from. It'll happen all at once. And if this is the way they thought it was going to be, there's no way they would expect that Jesus could be the Messiah because they know Jesus. They know he's from Nazareth. Many of them know things about his family. And again, they're confused. They don't have clarity about any of this. So in verse 28, Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, you know me? And you know where I come from? This is kind of a sarcastic question. Like, you don't know me. You think you know me. You think that the essence of who I am is the son of a carpenter and of Mary who came from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, but you you don't know me. He continues, but I have not come on my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I came from him, and he sent me. So Jesus is alluding to the fact, again, just like he did back in chapter 6, that he came down from heaven, that he came from God the Father. And this, of course, stirs the crowd up. He's making some pretty bold claims. So verse 30, they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. There might be human reasons for why they didn't lay hands on him, or it might have been a supernatural reason, God's sovereign protection over Jesus. But at any rate, they sought to arrest him, but no one touched him. Verse 31 says, yet many of the people believed in him. They said, when the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? They're asking a rhetorical question. we 
we've seen a lot of signs from Jesus, a lot of miracles, a lot of supernatural stuff. How is the Messiah going to do anything more than what we've already seen Jesus do? So again, they're conflicted. Sometimes they're doubting Jesus is the Messiah. Sometimes they're convincing themselves Jesus is the Messiah. It says some among them believed him. And you could even say that maybe the crowd is trending toward belief in Jesus. And the Pharisees need to put a stop to this. Verse 32. The Pharisees heard that the crowd was muttering these things about him. And the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Just then Jesus said, I will be with you a little longer. And then I'm going to him who sent me. You will seek me and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. If you really think about it, this is kind of a haunting statement. Jesus is telling these Pharisees, these chief priests, guys, it's not going to be long and you're going to be done with me. In just a few weeks, just a few months, my mission to this earth will be completed. He doesn't go into details explaining that they're going to crucify him. He's going to rise from the dead, but that's what's going to happen. And then after that, I'm going to go to my father, to the one who sent me. And after I'm gone, you will seek me, but you're not going to find me. And where I am, you can't come. I don't think these words are meant to just be literally true, like he'll physically be gone and they won't be able to find him anymore. I think they're meant to be spiritually true as well. Of course, the Jews are confused who are listening to this. In verse 35, they say, where does this man intend to go that we won't find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? And what does he mean by, you will seek me, but not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? They think he's talking only literally. They think that Jesus is suggesting that maybe he will go out to the areas beyond Judea and Galilee where Jewish people have been dispersed, where Gentiles live, and he'll try to preach and minister to the Jewish people, maybe even teach the Gentiles or the Greeks. But even if it was meant to be interpreted that way, they still can't understand why can't we come as well? Why can't we go to where he's going well? Because to get to where he's going, you don't need a map and a donkey or a camel or a couple good legs. To get where he's going, you need to put your faith and trust in him, which in the case of the leaders, that ain't happening because they've fully rejected him. And in the case of the people who are confused, it doesn't look like it's happening because they still aren't clearly understanding who he is and willing to put their faith in him. And isn't it interesting that whether you're somebody who openly rejects Jesus or somebody who's just confused enough about Jesus that you never really believe in his name and receive him, your fates are the same. I tell you what, John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is not being ambiguous about these things, friends. And as a result, we should A, clearly understand the truth, and B, boldly represent the truth to the people we have impact with in a culture that loves the opposite of boldness and likes to keep things as murky and foggy as possible. Come back for more. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at Cedar Falls Bible Bibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.